Today's guest is a renowned burlesque dancer. She has appeared at the Las Vegas Burlesque Festival and won the award for Best Act at the Colorado Burley Picks and winner of the Most Fierce Award in the Burley Picks Final. We welcome Knox Falls. Yeah. Yay. Hi. Did I? Did we get? Did I get all that right? Oh yeah, but there's sometimes there's so many. I just like. Okay. I've I've been to places and I've done stuff. So I'm pretty proud. Of it. I give some context of what you do. Uh, so, Ariane, real quick, how do you describe what you do? Ah. I describe it as theatrical stripping. Okay. Or you could say seductive neo-dark themes applied to mundane situations or experiences with a message of never-ending empowerment. That, but it's mainly theatrical stripping. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think there's nothing mundane about what I do, but at the same time, I don't want to leave that doorway open. So Now, this was your first time. We're recording upstairs uh, in the banquet room at the Hales Palladium, yeah. and this is your first time in this venue, yes. but you're normally at the Liberty's Broadway Performance Hall venue. Yes, that one is in Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. um, so this is my first time here, and it is it is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild going through all the doors. Yeah, they keep everything. they keep the burlesque dancers separate from the rest <laughs> yeah, of the, the circus people. Picture nasty together. It's fine. It's fine. Great well, for the kids. We're really we're we're going to be pushing for a late night combined show. Yeah. Uh, down the road. So we'll I see how that, that goes. We'll see see how quickly we get shot down. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be fabulous. So uh, what is Burley Pick? I didn't know exactly what that was. Oh, gosh. Four score and many years ago, it was competitions that were held uh, in each state of basically getting together your creme de la creme or like if you thought that you had a good number to compete against friendly um, with your peers. And then you would go on to uh, compete nationally. Mm with that but it's a it's a competition that's just it's no more anymore so oh it doesn't exist anymore no i don't uh -huh. think yeah a lot Were of you the last winner i no oh. <laughs> <laughs> i would love that but no, no um it's one of those things that's kind of gone in the question area of is it coming back after mm. the pandemic or not yeah so what sort of venues do you normally perform in um, lately, I perform in theaters, and that is a great change for me because when I first started many years ago, uh, I was a bar performer, mm -hmm. and so that's what I got used to. So I, I can slink around with the best of them, and then I had to get used to actually having theaters and lights and curtains and rules, like, please leave your G-string on. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, geez, you're so strict. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just go do this in church then. Fine. <laughs> the pastor likes it. So, <laughs> what's some stuff that you had to uh, sort of adapt when when you switched to doing theaters? Like, more like um, audiences are more captive, or I, you know, when I I thought I felt very removed when I started doing theaters because I'm I'm a in your face performer. I like to spit my glove in your lap mm -hmm. and like caress your cheek and then walk away to the next person. Why I still do that? And in theater there was so much I could not do, but there was so much that I realized I could do. I could do hidden reveals now because that access is cut off. Like there with the limitations came you know, lifts of certain restrictions that weren't there before. But it helped me to actually try to engage my audience even better yeah. because I could not just single out one performer. Now I have to treat all of you the same. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Now for, Louie and I are not burlesque dancers. Mm -hmm. What is a oh. hidden reveal? 
Um, so uh, one of my most popular numbers has a double Merkin review. <laughs> because I'm dumb. <laughs> and I like, so sometimes I'll have things hidden um, in my underwear, gotcha. or if I, or like if you're just opening your bra and you're like not yet, mm. and you want to turn around, you don't, you, you know, you can just turn around to a curtain rather than turn around to a guy that's standing behind the speaker going, oh, but it's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> the, guy, the, the guy back there playing Galaga. Yeah, yeah like playing your music off his laptop. He's all like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> open it, you know, like, now gotcha. there's just a curtain. So you said, that's a hidden, what's the devil Merkin reveal? Um, okay, so you know what a Merkin is, right? No. Yes. Oh, oh you do. Oh. Yeah. I don't. It's a Merkin. No. Okay. <laughs> mm. Mm. So close, yet so far away. <laughs> it's a toupee for your lady parts. Oh. It, okay, on the original, you're right. You're right, and yes, and kinda, and yes. So, <laughs> back in the day, picture it. Wait, did they use your own actual hair? <laughs> I mean, you could if you really wanted to get that detailed. But back in the day when they were invented, yes, that was American. But now they they've changed so much. So, if like I do have a American that is an Afro uh, from one of my nice. <laughs> popular numbers, but that's the only hair one that I have. No, I lied. I have one that's. Covered in fur because I'm a purple cat. Mm. So yes, but they are essential covers for your curtains and uh, your back area. So it. So technically, you're not a exposing it. Yeah, you're a not double exposing. merkin is front and back. Uh, a no, a double merkin for me is wearing two that's connected gotcha. to each other, and then when ripping it off and freaking people out to yeah. think that oh no, I just showed you my no-no square, mm. and it's like actually there's just a tinier one underneath. Nice. It's like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah, of, I really though, yeah. really with merkins, I really am about that. The double merkin was my. Uh, Major in college. Oh, <laughs> yes, a very respectable field. Now, uh, I noticed you like you have a, a ton of pieces, a, no, a ton of characters that you do. Yes. Like how what how many do you ha think you have? Oh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> like crazy amount that just have, like I can't even keep track of. I, them? I I would like to say I have over ten, maybe ten, mm -hmm. ten to fifteen, and it's a lot that goes into building these numbers. Yeah. So that's a lot for me. I personally like the the devil horned one. Oh, with, suck you, bitch! Yes, <laughs> that's the name. Well, that's a yeah. spicy okay. language. I was like, I don't know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it if I name them. I need to like it. You. <laughs> Oops! I promise that the other ones have really normal names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> like one is called Disarono. Okay. Uh, my most popular one. Named after the amaretto uh -huh, liquor? Because okay. I, I look like, I feel like I look like a, a bottle of Disarono because okay. the costume is all brown. Mm. Um, I have one that's called Foxy Noxy, and that one was my, my most popular one. That's the one I competed uh, for de best debut at Burlesque Hall of Fame. Um, I have one called The Tourist, which is that giant flower. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so they all get like weird little names, and then like if they're Disney characters, they just go by what their their character is, and then I'll name the song something cute. Like for my Hades number, I have "To Hell and Back" as the track name, but I try to keep it cute in there, so I don't necessarily get bored. Like, oh, the purple number, yeah. or the other other purple yeah. number, or like this number. Well, it sounds a little it. bit more badass too if someone like wants to. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you what... you want this one yeah. or, or that one, and you know, or they have little stories behind them. One. Um, uh, Anastasia is actually dedicated to my father's mistress, Stacy. 
So ah. <laughs> I did a, I did like a little evolution of it to give her a proper name wow. rather than I didn't want to call it Stacy. Yeah. You know, Stacy, if you're listening, hi, I love you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so. Is that how you come up with your characters? Is that just pulling from real life situations or scenarios? Yeah, occasionally, like, my life will find some way to make itself art one way or another. And that's just what I, I usually pull from. If I don't have inspiration, I tend not to do a thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't I'll force just, it. No, no. I've learned, I've learned the hard way that trying to force the art it ends up empty. Yeah. Like I have a nice basket, but there's nothing in it kind of way. We were just talking about that. That's a quote I think I might <laughs> just put on my wall. <laughs> that, was, that was nice. So yeah. wait, so if they if the characters come from real life, where does the devil one come from? <laughs> oh, that that's just oh, that's just a good old friend underneath my bed. That's <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> now, is is burlesque the only type of performing you've done, or did you had do other stuff before? No, uh, burlesque was the second type of performing. I originally came from slam poetry. Ah. And so that's how I started getting on a stage, and then I got recruited at our venues fifth anniversary party and that's when everyone who used the venue kind of mingled together or whatnot and I was for, obviously from the poetry part and they had a troupe there that uh, would put on shows and we kind of cross-connected and I got recruited and that's how I started. They're like, you know what you need to do? <laughs> Slam poetry burlesque. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is burlesque? You know how you're great at, at mixing words together and expressing <laughs> emotions? You know what would be even better? With your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want me to make you cry and get naked? It sounds like I should get paid for this. <laughs> how did you get into slam poetry? That was just a random night going into a, a coffee uh, coffee place. Uh, shout out to Ada six coffee from Amarillo I love you Jason but yeah that's that's where I walked in and I was just like who are these kids I'm like yeah yeah because I've always written poetry you know angsty mm -hmm. teen you know yeah like is that so. where you grew up in Amarillo mm -hmm. Amarillo Texas wow Tejas yeah do you remember one of your slam po poems yeah I, yeah, I do. Well, I mean, I like, uh, I yeah, you know sure, what the next yeah. question's gonna be. Yeah, you, you want me? Okay, all right. So, uh, okay, tr uh, trigger warning always for alcoholism for anyone who has it. But and uh, probably spicy language. I can't really remember, but we'll f we'll see when it comes out. Okay. My home can be found in twelve steps, enough for me to stumble and pass out on the pavement. I'm hard to love like that. I'm drained on meetings. Double-A batteries run low and lose their meeting. I'm not that anonymous. I drink where you can see me, and porcelain communion is right now, and I'm already on my knees. See, it's the only way to blow this town, and I'm already used to swallowing, and I've downed enough Jaeger bombs to suffice my inner armory. My belly is on rapid fire. There's no bunker here for crybabies, and hands down, I've end up, father. Aren't you finally proud of me? I'm the son you always had with similar liquid dependencies. I'm the son you'll never have, a hundred proof in my ovaries, and I'm wonderful at math. I have no problems dividing. I carry the one. With both hands, I drink responsibly, and I'll stop when I'm done. Last call becomes a challenge to me. And every open tab is a closed door to my recovery. I'm taking shots left and right, aiming for a window of opportunity, and I'm going to make it home all right. It's not too far for stumbling. It's only 12 steps. And this whiskey is the only spirit I got left. 
so dismiss me while I'm crying on the pavement screaming sobriety. I'm hard to love like that. That's yeah. great. It's like riding a bike. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Will I fall? I don't know. Let's go. That was amazing. Yeah. Man. Do you, yeah, do you ever do that anymore? Okay, yeah, occasionally. Um, there is a production here called Novelties Theater, and they are uh, based, uh, their burlesque is based in books and literature and whatnot. So occasionally they will call upon me to do poetry, and it's really nice because I miss it. I miss it a lot, and I miss it a lot with just sometimes leaving the clothes alone. Yeah. Type of thing. <laughs> it's a different yeah, kind of nudity totally. for me also. Yeah. Like, I feel always more naked when I do poetry rather than just doing burlesque because that's just clothes. Yeah. You know? that's oh, a, interesting. D did you find community when you moved here in, in Slam? I didn't even get the, the chance really. By the t I moved here about a year before the pandemic and I spent that year moving it and getting settled, maybe going to a couple of shows, but mainly on the road. Mm. And by the time I got back, it was March of 2020. Oh, and we all know what happened then. We won't talk about it. Epic St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. The craziest. Spring, spring break ever. It was so crazy. <laughs> we didn't have one for quite a while after that. So I had read um, in an interview you said that one of your characters was inspired by a velvet painting. That would be Foxy. Foxy Moxie, <laughs> yes. Yes, my dad had this velvet painting, and it was of a Playboy model, and I forgot her name, but I have found the image before. Mm -hmm. But she was topless, had this giant afro, and one of his friends, I guess, painted it on velvet, because that was the thing you did back, mm -hmm. like, you know, back then. Like, we have risen stabby things now, and they paint it on <laughs> yeah. velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember staring at it as a, as a child and my mother caught me and was like, take that nasty painting down, you know, <laughs> and he had to get rid of it eventually. But I always, I, that, it, that image is just always burned into my skull of like, I wanted to either be her or be with her or oh, like just be on the rug. And so over, over time, I've always tried to kind of recreate the feeling that I've had with that painting, but Foxy Noxy came from that memory of what I thought that maybe she would do before she got naked on that rug and posed for that portrait. Uh, That's rad. You gotta get, get one made for yourself. I, I, you know, some people have made lovely uh, fan art of me, and there's one that is above my bed, and it is of me, it's abstract, and of me as Foxy Noxy, and I thought that was like the first time I was like, Maybe, yeah. maybe I could commission a thing, you yeah. know? Would you do it on black velvet, though? I would absolutely yeah, do it on black absolutely. velvet. Absolutely. Now, I, read, I also read an article that, that burlesque helped cure your shyness. Now, is that true? Or is it, it has helped manage my mm. shyness. I realize I, I, I don't think I'll ever be cured of it. I have two ironic fears. Fear of public speaking. <laughs> and stage fright. Really? Yes. <laughs> I have I have no explanation for you. I, I can only attribute to what I've done here with my life as Aries pride. <laughs> and it's like, it just keeps going and I'm like, oh. It's like, I feel like the Michael Sarah of burlesque. Like it started out as a joke and it keeps going. Yeah. You're like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh no. So do you have to like get your, get your energy up before like to, to oh, psych yourself there. up yeah. to psych yourself up to the energy is already every time i i'll start shaking i always have this uh, expression of like 
all right, I'm dressed. I quit now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. all right, you guys, you guys don't need me. Great. Yeah, yeah. I showed up. It's fine. It's fine. And then uh, if I could, I would probably burst into a cloud of bats. Uh-huh. I get so nervous. Maybe, that, maybe that's the next act. Do you think maybe it's not the fear of, like, public speaking? It's just you care. Oh, I care a lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, um, I found that out. Um, I care so much about how my art is received, I think, and also of how I present my art, because that's the one thing I never want to do is misrepresent myself. And when you're doing art and live art, that there's a hundred percent chance that can happen. So every time I'm hoping to do it right and do it justice. So how did you decide to, you grew up in Amarillo, mm -hmm. and how did you decide to come to Seattle of all places? I just, I've always loved uh, the Pacific Northwest. I saw like grunge documentaries, obviously that's my thing, goth is my thing. So like, that's where I just wanted to be. Yeah. And then Twilight came out and I was like, you mean vampires and depression? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go. And so after after like living in Amarillo for mo like the majority of my life, I was like, if I don't leave now, I will never leave. And my partner at the time got a job with Boeing up here and was like, hey, you want you wanna? And I was like, absolutely, Captain. Let's go. And we drove up there. We drove through California and the Redwoods, and I never seen that before. Mm -hmm. And I just got I because of burlesque, I developed such a wanderlust, and I love traveling. And so that was just it was just time. Yeah. So what's the coolest place that performing has taken you? Uh, Bristol. UK. Nice. Nice. I, that, that town, I mean, to be where like tricky is like the Portis hat sound comes yeah. from. That was an amazing experience that I think about that daily. Nice. Ah. Now, how was it growing up in Amarillo? Was it challenge? What was the challenges in Amarillo? Well, it's flat there. <laughs> I'm very small and I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm black. Um, so <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Turn those lights up a bit, you can see it. <laughs> but um, so where that was, it's what you do obviously limits your circle mm -hmm. of how you move about. And when I started, this was back in 2012, it, there really weren't a lot of opportunities for someone who looked like me to thrive in burlesque. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's probably still kind of the same way. As I keep in contact with people who are still there. But I had to travel outside of Amarillo. I did run my own troupe, and it was very successful. It's Galatea Burlesque. And we, we were wildly successful, surprisingly so. And, and was that in Texas? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In Texas, yes. And then I, but it's like when you were applying for shows, no one, no one really knew Amarillo. And it wasn't a thing of like, oh, you know. Like, oh, you're from Amarillo. Doesn't sound as glamorous. Yeah, as, like, rather as yeah. someone from Dallas, you yeah. know, coming and you're like, oh, shit, Dallas. Yeah. You know, we drove to Dallas to do things. Yeah. Um, so I just started traveling outside of Amarillo to try to get my name out there and, um, like, get more exposure that way. But um, working just in town, I could not survive, like, just trying to work burlesque kids there compared to here. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, is it a small town? Is it a big town? It's, it's okay, so my encyclopedia brain is going to let you know that it is the eighth largest city in Texas. Ooh. <laughs> Hold on, we got Houston, 
Dallas. San Antonio. Austin. Jump up. San Antonio. You said we Austin. got. You okay. said we have. <laughs> and then Arlington. Does Arlington count? I don't know. I no. just know it's the eighth. I feel like if it's a okay. city, then yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> Fort Worth. Have you heard of a town? El Paso's got to oh, be yeah. in there somewhere. I think okay, we've, we've got, got Houston. Tyler. Ty- Tyler, Texas. Oh, all right. Then you're like, you're okay, okay. we've stuff got Corpus Crispy. We've got uh, Paris, Texas. Okay, Galveston, now, which was a great movie, <laughs> by the way. Laugh so much. <laughs> but yeah, you've got all of those, and then you've got us. Yeah. And I don't like that's that's what I've last. That, that was the last thing that I like Googled about it. But it's it's always growing. Like I think their uh, population's moved into like the three hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I mean, mark. I'm even surprised to hear that there is like. You saw burlesque in Amarillo. Yeah, like, when I think still, about it. there is still burlesque uh, there. There are, um, let's see, there's a true, I still think there's an active troupe there called Broken Belts uh, Collective. There is like an offshoot of my existing troupe that they've kind of like banded together to make their own. And um, the biggest pushers there are Ginger Ales. Um, Pistol Holiday. Wait, hold on. Are you saying like Ginger Ales? Ginger Ales is her is her. Oh, <laughs> you mean like uh, the drink? <laughs> oh, she's a drinker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Pistol Holiday, and. Um, but it's one of those towns where you go back and you see all the people you grew up with. Yeah, like no I one can, left. Yes, yeah. like I can, I can definitely. It is a town of it's really, really, really easy uh, to get comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And it's a good life. It's it's all right. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's, right, yeah, it's you know? a good. You yeah. know what? Like City Confidential would explain this place as a good place to raise your kids. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Prices are reasonable. There's big yards. You they know. have the big Texan steakhouse. Yes, that you go <laughs> you, through there. They do not season that steak. They won't let you know. You oh, is that's a real place? <laughs> like, oh, yes, okay. that's like <laughs> it's a 72 ounce steak, and they cook it well done. You, but it's six dollars. No, if you can eat it in like what an hour. That one hour. Then, it's free. Yeah, then it's and you, free. And you get oh, a t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> you get your t-shirt and you know an uncomfortable night. Or yeah. Two. Oh. <laughs> just just. One I've or seen nine. a couple of people like try to do the challenge, and that there's a giant table that's set on a pedestal in the middle of the room. Forgive me, Texas Steakhouses, this is not still the setup. It's been years, okay? Um, but like, So I was there in June of 2020. It's still the setup. Okay, so yes. So you know <laughs> so what you I'm talking about. So you have to eat it where, you, where everyone else so around So everyone can watch oh you. God, everyone can, must watch you struggle. <laughs> People just flop sweat. And and you're, just yeah. like, you're sweating for them. Everyone in that room at that point when that steak comes out, we all have the meat Like sweats. how big is that? Yeah. Yeah, like 70? It's, it's, it's giant. It's, okay. it's not. It's massive. It's Jeez. not pretty. Okay. All right. Yeah, they have a webcam we can watch later. Okay. <laughs> yes. So what what is Dark Diamonds Burlesque? Dark Diamonds Burlesque is my current burlesque troupe okay. here. And we are uh, all POC collective. and band together. We have shows. We do things together. We just maybe more of a family now. Uh-huh. What I'm amazed at is um, like everyone that we've talked to in the burlesque sort of community how much writing and the collaborating, cre- cre- yeah, creative work goes on behind the performance, like oh, the so stories much. that you're telling. It's, it's pretty 
fascinating, like the level of creativity that goes into some of this stuff. Yeah. Because you're sewing costumes. Mm-hmm. You're coming, yes. Yeah, right? Like you're so, writing thread lines for the whole show. Yeah. There's a lot of a, that goes in. Each, each like burlesque performer has their own like, you know, process or whatnot. But sometimes there's nothing more than I just wanted to wear this pretty costume mm-hmm. on stage. And, and it works, you know. And then someone's like, you know, back in 1984, this happened and I wanted to like carry it through. You know, you don't know, but sometimes it, there's a deeper meaning, sometimes there's not. And then when they collaborate, like you've got your lighting people, you, you've got people who do write who are collaborating. You've got people who do so who are collaborating with you. So sometimes a number is not just you. Sometimes a number is four different people. Mm. It's the person who's edited your music if you don't edit it. It's the person who has helped you rhinestone your costume. It's the person who you've workshopped that number with. It's the person who sewed that costume, which did not include the rhinestoning, but mm-hmm. made that yeah. costume and gave it to you. you Wait, know? so rhinestoning is different from... I mean, it goes in the costume area, but some people cannot rhinestone for... Is it like bedazzling? Oh, yes, but worse. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Because <laughs> you're, you're not doing it on the back of <laughs> jeans. Oh, like, we bedazzle things you would not think to bedazzle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Notice. But yeah, some, it's, some, it's, a big, it's a big group project sometimes. Yeah. And then sometimes you have people who are just like, nah, I'm good. And they'll do the whole thing by themselves. And it is amazing. Wow. You wonder where where did they get the energy to do it yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes it's years sometimes you you got creative geniuses just like you would in any other medium so some people make magic overnight and it's great to see yeah. because you don't know if they weren't in burlesque if you would have ever got to witness that kind of miracle right mm-hmm. like how does one individual have all of that how does one individual bedazzle so quick i can't right? even like, pay save? my heat bill like geez yeah. <laughs> tone it down you're making the rest <laughs> of us look plain <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you also, you teach workshops. Yes. Yeah, you have, on, on, is it online or you do in-person workshops? i rather do in-person. I've done a couple of online uh, workshops for our thing called BurleyCon. And I'm just really not an online type of person. Yeah. I don't, pre- I don't prefer it, but I can because, you know, modern technology allows us. But mm-hmm. I prefer in-person because I feel like a lot of things get lost in context. And even when you're... Zooming, things can freeze or anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I prefer in person. And you have a lot of stuff that you workshop, like how to wear a head, like a oh, headpiece. Yeah. Uh, uh, right, what's, what's the one tip for wearing a headpiece? Oh gosh, you've got to anchor that thing. You've okay. got to anchor it. Though. All right. Okay. You, the art of stage seduction. Oh. Okay. What's so the, that is that's my that's my suffer class, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So. I would say going into that cast, not the one thing you absolutely have to do is not take yourself too seriously. I think in order to to build your character, it's important to break it down your ego mm-hmm. first, so you can receive criticism or you can receive that that knowledge that you need to change a thing to make a thing work. Securing your brand identity. Ooh, you got to do your research. That's the number one thing about uh, I think about establishing your brain, your brand identity is your research. Tell us if we're get, if we're giving away all the secrets. No, no, <laughs> okay, no. Okay. All right, like this is here's cool. my favorite one: uh, gutter glamour, <laughs> which is, sounds like the opposite of what I almost said, which is glitter glamour. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's sometimes glitter involved yeah. too. Gutter well, glamour. That, that is my most popular class. Um, with gutter glamour, I would say you've got you've got to be comfortable with yourself. 
And that's most likely the, the biggest hurdle that if you're not comfortable with yourself, it's not necessarily being comfortable with, you know, doing the thing that you're taking the class to do because you're here for a reason, mm -hmm. but you got to be comfortable with yourself because if you're not, it can limit a lot of things. Gotcha. And so that's always a work in progress for some people, but like that's important to know. Now, do you, do you implement like comedy elements into your performances? Occasionally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like like when I watch burlesque, there that is, there's a lot of comedy elements to it. Yeah, I didn't. When I started burlesque, I I really wasn't confident in the way I looked or or my level of attractiveness. So when I started, I did not want to be laughed at. So I never did anything comedic, mm. you know. I I was always like more sultry, sexy type of stuff. And over time, I realized that life is just one big joke, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I've started trying to be intentionally funny at times or, or cheeky or whatnot mm -hmm. because I don't I don't particularly think I'm funny and being funny on cue and being funny on stage is completely different than making your friends crack yes. up in the back yes. like yes you take comedians have like I'm like yo yeah you are tough <laughs> well, to get to that point too, the level of failure. Mean. Oh yeah, people are so mean. Well, and it's an interesting response because it's like it's one of the only things that you have to elicit a specific response, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't happen, it is a failure. Because you're, you're banking on everybody getting the joke, yeah, and uh -huh. everybody thinking it the same way of taking the yes. same Google map yeah. to get to where you're just your punchline is, and not. People sometimes take the oh, long way. Brutal. You can you can map quest it in as long as we get to the same. They're like, thing. I don't need direction. Well, and they have different cell phone reception, so it's like you know they're they're processing. They're like, it. who is this? Yeah, or like, three minutes Google? later. You know? Yeah. So you're they're banking a lot when yeah. they when they do it. So you but you are implementing it a little bit more. A little bit more, yeah. Okay. Just a little bit more. Yeah. And is what do you think historically for burlesque like that has been a traditional sort of. Tro I wouldn't say trope, but sort of something that burlesque has embraced over the years. Oh, yeah. I mean, burlesque started with mocking the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about the mockery. So I don't think it's ever really left burlesque. It just takes on different forms. Yeah. So what's funny, what's funny now completely, you know, would have probably not been at all, you know, what, 20 years from now and vice versa. We all can see the thing that did not age well. And we're mm -hmm. just like, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. We're just got. We're just not gonna. Yeah. You know. But and so it takes on different forms. But that the comedic factor is always there. I think it's something that in that it it helps to. I don't know if it necessarily breaks the tension, mm -hmm. but I don't endears you to the audience in burlesque. Yeah, I think it humanizes you in a bit because a lot of people expect burlesque dancers to be a certain type of way. Or if I've created this vision for you. And, you know, but you're going to hold me to that standard. And sometimes that's impossible to hold a person to the standard. So you've got to remind them that there's, you know, there's there's jiggly parts under this, you know. <laughs> yeah. And and we're we're all human. So laugh with me a little bit because yeah. we'll be closer by the end of it. I yeah. guarantee you. Yeah. But the laugh is what brings it in. I read that you performed somewhere called the Snake Oil Festival. Oh, yes. Is that, that's, was that a Texas thing? Oh, no, that oh. was actual uh, <laughs> New Orleans thing. Oh. Uh, and that's a festival that's no longer around oh, either. Man. I know, right? I'm bringing up all the stuff. I'm being a downer with my questions. I'm like, all right, peace, snake oil. Uh, so what was, what was that? It was, it reminded me of this. 
of what downstairs oh. was. That's what snake oil was like. It was variety. It wasn't just burlesque. It was a variety of things. It was like the one of the first festivals that had actual um, charms and spells for sale. I still like. I still what? carry the snake oil in my in my car. Like it was a really cool ass festival so it you're like gritty. i just watched a juggler and i'm gonna buy some snake oil right literally yes and i was like this is amazing yeah launches tomorrow yeah <laughs> i'm in new orleans and is that what got you into doing some witchy rituals oh, i've always been that way yeah. yeah it was just it was it called to me at the time and i went every year until it until it was no more mm-hmm so that was one of my favorites. So not a downer. It's like a good memory. <laughs> oh, so good, good for me. <laughs> so uh, tell us how you came to perf- be at the Moisture Festival. Okay. So well, this was this was from 2020. This this was from like the 2020 contracts mm-hmm. is what I call it. Mm-hmm. But um, the very first one, how I even heard about it, was from Inga, ah. who is a darling tiny dancer. I love her so much. And she asked me if I could do the festival, and she would love for me and to do the festival. And I was, of course, I agree. <laughs> like, yes, I do believe. I had my tech rehearsal an hour after I landed, coming from somewhere else. Oh wow! And I absolutely loved it. Like, I was like, oh yeah, anytime I could just do it, you know, right on. And um, they, when they reached out to me for 2020, I had just created this act, Baca. Um, and it just involves a fur coat. Uh, you probably have seen the photo, but it's just me unzipping a fur coat. But uh, <laughs> that's it. S- simple. <laughs> simple. Um, People are like, I hate that zipper so much. So yeah, it was just one. It's one of the festivals that I'm always happy to be a part of. It's just yeah. one. Hang on, just one zipper. Yeah, it's just one zipper. <laughs> Although it would be cool to have multiple zippers. Like, oh zip, God, you try zip. doing that with fur. <laughs> it's a miracle to get that other one, the main zipper. Up. I'm like, oh, act right every time. I have to, like, pep talk this coat. Like, all right, we're gonna do good, right? We're gonna go. We're gonna do good work. We're gonna go out there, and you're gonna drop to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> And then someone's going to pick it up because I don't want it on the floor that long. Oh, I'm the one that picks oh, it up. Wow. I do. Oh, it's it. I do horrible things on that coat. So <laughs> she's she's been through a lot. Oh, yeah, she's done <laughs> some stuff. She knows things. Is that animal rights person <laughs> throws red paint on the, it? That's a good day. It's the, it's the Vietnam of her coats. <laughs> Flashbacks every time it hits the floor. It's like. Ooh. <laughs> okay, so you did do it. It, in 20... No, this was for 2020. Oh. 2019, I do Gotcha, 2019. Did you did it in 2019. Uh-huh. 2020 got canceled, and then you're back yeah, again. So is... what are you most looking forward to? Um, Finally, you know, getting to do that number on the stage because you know at the time of you do you create a number it's your baby, it's your everything. But like for me, it's like, ah, yes, I've created a thing. I hate it. What next? Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. yeah, and yeah. so like this has been like on the the back burner, you know, to do and to get it to get it out is what I'm really looking forward to. It's like being around one my friends again. Yeah. And a, a public place to do that is I took it for granted. Mm-hmm. I took it very much so for granted. So I'm looking forward to that, but looking more forward to getting it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you so you are like you create you put it on stage, and then you're done with it. On to the next thing, right? 
It's supposed to be. Yeah. No, somebody once said, and I do not know the person who said this, so cannot quote them, but, but I can like let you know that no work of art is ever completed, only abandoned. Mm. Oh, and so I, I'll walk away for for a, for a little bit. Maybe I'll come back to it and change it and alter it or some way. But there hasn't been a number that I have really left alone. That was like that's good the way it is or. Mm, there's always something I'm always Refining, tweaking because you're, you know? you're a real artist. Yeah, so yeah. I go back into it, and yeah. I, I can't help but to see it because those numbers will get booked for other shows uh-huh. and festivals. So, gotta go back and so look at it. In the burlesque world, mm-hmm. if when someone books you, do they request specific acts or do they request you? Um, both. Okay. So, yes. Uh, so some some festivals will reach out. And they'll ask for a specific act that they've seen mm-hmm. um, or an award-winning act that they... And then some will go, hey, whatever you, whatever you want to do okay, along with something that they've seen. Uh-huh. So That's kind of no. nice. It's like, yeah. hey, we want the badass thing, but you can also just experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, right? So now I can, I was like, look at me. I get to do what I <laughs> well, want. Well, it's a platform to allow you to do your art and yeah. express and yourself. That's you like the best thing. Yeah. That's really have been the best thing of like, they could just, they said I could do whatever I want. Oh, I'm about to be some art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to be some art, yo. <laughs> Black velvet painting of myself. On my way. <laughs> mess up your stage. <laughs> you got to have a big black velvet wall that you start on. Right? Oh. I mean, like, I need 47 lights and 13 yes. matches. <laughs> One gallon of red paint and two ounces of green. Green, green. <laughs> and a goat. <laughs> what? A goat. So people can find you at Knox Falls, which is N-O-X-F-A-L-L-S dot com is your website. Yes. Uh, other social media sites? On Instagram, I'm on there at the Naughty Body, um, how it's spelled. On TikTok, I'm in Knox Falls, my name. I don't go on there often, but you'll find some shenanery videos. Nice. Um, Twitter, I'm on there as the Naughty Body. And I don't have a Facebook, uh, but I do have a Facebook fan page. Mm. That's under Knox Falls, okay. the naughty body. So if you want to look at pictures there and occasionally see me promote shows, yes. But for probably real engagement, come to Instagram. Yeah. Right. And your website has information on how to contact you, has mm-hmm. information on... Upcoming shows. Yeah, and your Right work, now it's and your probably says stay your ass home because I have not updated that <laughs> calendar <laughs> since then. <laughs> I think it's a dead link right now. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's a bunch of posters. And there's a shop. You can get merch. Oh, yeah. That Merch, yeah, Knox Falls merch. I've got things and stuff yeah. and pictures, and some of them are not safe for work, yeah. but hey. <laughs> but we it. don't know where you work. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, we Boom. don't. So that's none of my business. Come on down. <laughs> it's totally safe for my work. I don't know about I, yours. I, I mean, everything is safe for my work. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you so much for being here. This was, this was awesome. Thank you, you for ro- having me. You rocked me. it. Thank yeah. you so much. This was great. Cool.